right. Welcome to Flesh Me, a fresh new podcast for the culture. I'm your host, Nichelle. I'm Fatima. And I'm Vanessa. And we're your host. We're live. We own. Let's get into it. Please like, share, and subscribe on all social media platforms, especially here on Anchor. A special thanks to Anchor FM, our sponsors, Blackwell Graphics, Indie Cinema Productions, and Divorce But Not Defeated Divorce Coaching. I want to welcome you to the hottest talk show for the culture. Flesh me. Flesh me. We out. Get into it. Flesh me. We not playing no games this year. We live. We out. Get into it. You know what? Flesh me. We got the hottest topics. We coming on the TV screen. Flesh me. We breaking fast for the culture. We doing something that's an altar. Oh. Flash me, And welcome back to another episode of the Plush Me Podcast. We're here to remind you to please let us stop hate. Let's motivate, empower, and inspire. We have um, Vanessa. She's on the line tonight. Hey, y'all. Hey. And we also have a beautiful guest. When I say beautiful, I mean beautiful. Some of you know her. Many of you have seen her perform all across the country. She is a national recording artist. I wish I had the drum roll. Y'all, please get ready and make some noise where you are. Even if you're in the car, just go ahead and give me a whoop whoop for Talene. Talene, welcome Talene. Goodness, what a wonderful introduction. Hopefully I can live up to that. Thank you. I'm telling you, this lady has received all kind of accolades. Um, she was Miss Black Maryland, Miss Black USA, first runner-up in 1993. She's received awards. I'm telling you, she's just amazing. Wow. I'm just honored to have her here on the show tonight. Talene, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience members where they can find you on social media. Sure. So, um, you know, I, there's a, I can, a ton of things that I could say about myself, but I will say this is that I am a pusher. I'm going to push you, help push you into purpose. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why I got my life coach certification, because I had already been doing that. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that part of me is is very much in operation a lot of times, even in the ministry and, and things of that nature. Um, of course, I'm a national recording artist, award-winning recording artist, uh, actress, model, um, you know, just at the end of the day, I am a lover of God and a worshiper as well. And so if you'd like to connect with me, you can, you can go to my website, TalenHarris.com. That's T-A-L-E-I-N-H-A-R. 
rris.com. All of my social media networks are there for you to be able to connect with me there. All right, let's get into it. In today's episode, we will discuss how to prepare yourself for your next relationship and hopefully that will be marriage. How do you know when you're ready for marriage? Can you recover from a failed and broken marriage or relationship? Is it worth trying again? These are the questions that we will discuss and dive into on tonight. Ladies, why do you think people get married today? Um, Talene? So to me, you know, there are several reasons and I actually have things kind of broken down into different categories. As a certified life coach and just, you know, as a pastor of a church and I I just have always been that type of person that has people come to to talk to and they just open up and they just tell me everything. And, and, And it's so interesting. Um, some of the things that I've heard is the reason why I think some people should get married. One is for companionship. Um, the second thing is to share the financial resources. And the third thing is to start or to build a family. If you already, you know, both have children and you're coming together to build something. Um, some of the wrong reasons I would say would be for, 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 for sexual fulfillment. Um, being lonely, um, everyone else is getting married. So I need to get married too. Mm. My biological clock is ticking mm. to be taken care of. So those are some of the things that I've noticed over the years, just, you know, um, that people tend to get married for either the right reasons or the wrong reasons. One of the things uh, you said, um, Talene, People get married to be taken care of. Yeah. Is is that a good reason to get married? No, that's what I'm saying. That was that was one of the wrong reasons. So one of the the three good reasons that I gave was companionship, to share financial resources, and to start or to build a family. So we can start there because those three things. Um, are important. You know, most of the time when you come together with someone, you want somebody to share your life with. You want somebody that's your friend, you know, somebody that you can build with. Um, everyone has different purposes in life, right? So right. we just, we want to, we want to know whomever we decide to partner with because marriage is a partnership. Um, and I think people go into it sometimes not looking at it that way. And if you do, then to me, you'll have better results. So companionship. So what do you guys feel about that? Do you think a lot of people get married for companionship? So um, I will um, jump in on on that. I feel uh, oftentimes that people marry for uh, the wrong reason. And I feel like one of the reasons why they marry for the wrong reason, I call it the Cinderella, um, the Cinderella effect so as little girls you know we have we were all read story after story after story about happily ever after so oftentimes I feel like um young young women marry because they want that happily ever after that they have heard about 
time and time again about how a man is going to find them, a man is going to um, see them, fall in love with them, have eyes for only them for the rest of their lives. And so they, they, they get into it. They want that um, experience. They want the experience of the wedding day as far as like the dress and the cake and the people and, you know, all of that not really knowing and understanding that after the party is over, after the the wedding ceremony is over, now it's time to pull your sleeves up and it's time to get to work. So um, it it would be nice if people married for the right reasons, but um, in today's times, oftentimes people do marry for um, the very wrong reasons. And honestly, my own personal opinion, and also from what I've heard from so many other people, there's not really as much a need for marriage now as there was back in the day. And I think that can be attributed to the fact that um, when I say back in the day, I'm referring to like grandparent time period. Um, and before that, there was a there was a very specific need and there were very specific roles, gender roles, you know, um, and, and the man fit one bill. The woman fit another bill. So people were, would marry so that they could have that cohesion, you know, and that family experience that they, you know, that they thought was, you know, their happily ever after. So times certainly have changed from from then until now. Michelle? Now, with that first one, getting married to combine resources. Mm-hmm. For me, that is something that is definitely a benefit. But I don't believe you should get married just so you can combine resources. Um, It's it's definitely a benefit. But, you know, you need to be able to have your own, have lived your life, provide something for yourself uh, as as a woman. For me, I don't expect overall, and you might not do might not agree, but I don't expect a man to do something that I can't do for myself in general. Like, right. um, and they, and that might just be the, the time period where I grew up where, um, it was important to be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for me, there's a lot that I've been able to accomplish by myself. Um, and I think in able to do when when you're able to do that, you don't have to necessarily de- have to depend on someone someone to necessarily take care of you. Um, I do like the benefits um, of that is definitely a great benefit of being married. But to me, that's definitely not a reason to get married. Right. Um, just so you can come. And I've heard that from some people and some women and they want to get married. So they um, don't have to carry the bag by themselves, you know, and even even me currently myself, excuse me, as a single woman, I would enjoy that benefit. But I'm not going to marry a man specifically. So. I can get the bills split or I can get the pills, bills paid. Does that make sense? Do, do y'all understand yeah. that, um, that yeah. perspective? Mm-hmm. What was that second one um, that you brought to the table, Talene? 
So when I say to share financial resources, let me, let me, I guess I need to clarify that <laughs> because that's not what I was sharing, what you were talking about. Um, when I say that is when you're, you're sharing financial resources, of course, you're coming to the table with something. You're a whole person. You're coming to the table a whole person. You're not mm -hmm. expecting someone to take care of you because then that is the wrong reason. But when you do come together, that is a benefit that you have your, both of you have financial resources that you can bring together to build something, which is what number three was to build or to start a family. Mm. Um, you know, some people get to a place in their life where they say, okay, you know, I'm, and everybody's number is different. Um, you know, some people say, oh, you know, by the time I'm 25, I want to be married. Or by the time I'm 30, I want to be married. By the time I'm, you know, 40, I want to make sure I have two kids already. You know, everybody has their own individual goals. And, um, and you have to yourself understand what those are. And if you don't actually meet those goals, you know, you can't be in a place of disarray and, um, you know, to the place where you don't, where you, you then lower your standards and you start, you know, not really mm -hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to continue the same level of standard that I had just because I didn't meet that goal doesn't mean I compromise, right? So to build or to start a family, um, you know, as you come together for companionship and just wanting someone to share your life with, um, and, and I think everyone has different perspectives of how that looks. And, and yes, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well said. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, the, the title tonight, Adjusting My Crown, mm -hmm. um, what every queen should know when preparing for marriage. Now, I know it takes more than just preparing for a wedding. You know, you need to be preparing for a marriage. And what what are the difference between um, preparing for a wedding and preparing for a, a marriage? I would say, um, Nicole, there's a huge difference. So when you're preparing um, simply for a wedding, you're just planning a party, basically, you know, um, and a lot of people, I think, don't really recognize that. But essentially, that's what you're doing. When you're um, planning to be someone's wife, you have to do exactly what you said. You have to do self-work, you know, um, and not to be too preachy or anything like that. But you, it, it's definitely important to have um, a relationship and be first and foremost in relationship with God so that um, he can orchestrate and order your steps as far as your learning process and your self-work. You know, a lot of times, you know, you have people that come from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. Um, and so we, there, there's no rule of thumb as far as how to necessarily go about things. But I do strongly believe in a person doing work on themselves, whether that's, you know, in, in any type of like woman's group or um, studying the word or um, any kind of like therapeutic um, engagement, anything where a person can like really self-reflect and, and, and look at their inner selves and look at their own character. Because at the, to me, um, at its core, a marriage between two people 
is best defined by the two people, the two persons character. So we can, you know, say a lot of different things um, and, and put out a lot of different anecdotes, but it really all boils down to character um, to me and, and also a relationship with God. So you have to, when you're considering marrying somebody, you want to get to the core of their beliefs. A lot of times people say, you know, I do, and they really don't even know the person. They're really more infatuated with the idea of being someone's wife, with the idea of being someone's um, husband, but they are not really dealing with the issues that will carry them throughout their marriage. And when I say issues, I mean, let's, let, let's really get in. Let's really talk about it. Like, I want to know who you are as a person, like from the inside. I don't, I don't want this little cliche. You give me this little, you know, this little coffee uh, date uh, version of you, but I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what you like, what you really like. And you have to have a bunch of deep conversations to get to the bottom of that. Because when you deal with the surface, you don't really know what you're getting into. And you're liable to go ahead and say, I do. And it's not until after I do where the layers of the onion begin to get peeled back. And you realize, oh, wait a minute, like this person and myself, like this is not a good match. And at that point, you've already said I do. All because they didn't do the the, the pre-work as far as getting to the bottom of each other's character. Because, you know, as people, there there's stuff when you when you're dating people, you know, you do the whole little cutesy, you know, whatever, hey, who, who whatever. Um, but there's a lot of, of, of things that go untold. There's a lot of depth that's left silent because people are not really and truly being honest with themselves or with their partner about who mm. they really are, what mm. they like, what they're into, what is going to require um, in their relationship for that, to, for, for them to maintain a holistic marriage. They, they, in other words, they're keeping secrets from each other because they just, they want the other person to like them. They want the other person to love them. They're, they're, they're in that euphoric stage where everything is good and everything is wonderful. But honey, listen, I need to, I need the tea. Okay. We're going to, we're going to get beyond all this cute stuff. And I want to know who you really are. And at the end of the day, and, and listen, you don't have to be so desperate. You, you be honest and be like, listen, I, I really need to know. I, I really need for you to tell me because I don't want something to pop out of the woodworks later because you felt like you were too um, embarrassed to, to tell me that this is what you really like. This is what you're really into, because if you don't put all that stuff out on the table from the gate, it will surface later and it might not mm -hmm. surface well. Are you right about that? Now, Celine, what do you have to say, especially um, she said something pivotal about having God first. What does that have to do with self-work and what type of work needs to be done? Like there's some people who are clueless as to the things that they need to do as individuals first before mm -hmm. stepping in to marriage and making that commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michelle, you know, Vanessa touched on quite a few things. Um, doing the self-work a lot of times has a tendency to do with you getting rid of old baggage. Baggage. Um, 
Mm. Also knowing, you know, from previous relationships, I don't think there's going to be too many people in the world (laughs) that have not had a previous relationship prior to getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's basically because you're, you're, you know, trying to find out what it is that you like, trying to find out and discover what it is that you want. Discovery is very important. Um, And in the midst of your discovery, you know, you still need to know that you are who you are as an individual and be secure in that. Doing the self-investment, doing the self-work, working on your character flaws, working on your issues and your isms and your own personal schisms so that when you get with someone, those things won't be amplified. Because when you get into a marriage those things are amplified mm. <laughs> in times 10. Yeah. So it's so important that you do do the self-work and you do realize that you may, you're not perfect and you're going to mm-hmm. have some, some things that you need to work on and work on those things. Honestly, you know, unpack them. And if you need to get counseling, therapy, whatever you need to do to make you a better you is so important. Um, and be in pursuit of your purpose, know who you are and, and move in that. I think sometimes women focus too much on, I want to be in a marriage or I want to be in a relationship. Um, I've been married for almost seven years now to my husband and Prior to that, I knew who I was and I Mm. I didn't have to um, identify myself with marriage. And I think women have a a bad tendency of doing that. Oh, I'm so-and-so's wife and, you know, so forth and so on. And because that person may be someone of prominence, Mm -hmm. you know, you may attach your identity to their Mm. And right. that's that's not what you have you should do. You should be your own individual person that's coming into a marriage that's bringing something of value, mm-hmm. right? Something of worth, just as they are. And you bring those two things together to to build a marriage. And it takes work before as well as during. Mm. And for those, unfortunately, that have gone through divorce, like I know I have, even after the divorce, you have to rebuild yourself. You have Mm. to get to that place where you understand, okay, now I'm no longer attached to this person any longer. And I've lost a part of me because that person does become a part of you Mm -hmm. as you come together as one, right? If you're looking at godly principles and godly things. Um, and, and, and so there's a tearing away, there's a ripping away at the fiber almost of, of what you've become because you've joined your life with this person. But if you maintain a certain level of individuality and knowing who you are, even going through a divorce, you can come out knowing that I can rebuild, I can build me up again and get to know what I like again. And it's no longer an us, but it's now a me. And and I'm going to move forward with my life. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, you both said some very amazing things. One, baggage, ladies. You have to know when you have baggage, when you still have open wounds, if you're still bitter, if you're still angry, if you're still frustrated. These are things that you need to deal with before you move on to the next thing. Right. Um, When you have a broken person joining another broken person, you're going to have a broken experience and a broken marriage. And if you happen to have children, you will reproduce and produce 
broken seed and broken children. So number one, I'd suggest, you know, deal with your baggage. Understand, do that work, point it out. Okay, how do I feel? Um, how did I get here? You, you know, what was good? What 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 wasn't? What worked for me? What what didn't work for me? Um, and and adjust and go through those things. Do that self work. It is vital for you to have a healthy marriage. We don't want to just get married. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we want to have healthy, wealthy, committed marriages. At least that's what I want. Yeah, some of y'all might want some broken, janky, crazy marriages, but but not me. Um, and I, I believe one of you said, um, something about, um, once you're in the, um, putting on your best self first Mm -hmm. and then being a different individual or, um, showing different parts of yourself after the marriage that was never exposed or talked about before the marriage. Um, I said, yes, during the courtship and during the the courtship. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, ladies um, and gentlemen out there, I also have been divorced, married and divorced. And I tell you about, I dated um, my husband for about a year and a half. Okay. A year and a half. And with, within one month of being married, it was like a whole nother man. Mm. And I remember having a conversation with him. And I said, what are you doing? Where, where, where is all this coming from? Mm-hmm. And he literally told me, I did what I had to do to get you. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I don't have to do S-H-I-T. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, fight fans. Yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's exactly what he said. And right. so you have to be careful. Um, of course, there's a certain vulnerability that will come when you're dating and when you're evolving mm-hmm. into courtship. Mm-hmm. But to, I felt hoodwink and bamboozled, y'all. I was like, yeah. you were a a pro. Like it went yeah. from him one simple thing, just kissing, 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 kissing. Then after we get married, he said, "Oh, I don't like to kiss." You been kiss- <laughs> kissing me for a year and a half, right? Wow. You know, now, now yeah. you don't want to kiss. Right. <laughs> Nicole, that's what I, that's what I spoke to, um, about honesty, about honesty. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to go back to what you had said a few minutes ago, when you uh, had mentioned adjusting and that's kind of in keeping with, uh, with our topic for tonight, it is, it's crucial that, um, whether we have been married before, whether we have never married, um, like Talim said earlier, we all have at some point been in a relationship, right? We've been in a relationship with someone at some point. And I feel like oftentimes people, I'm not going to just say women, but I feel like oftentimes people do themselves a disservice because when said situation ends, there's a lot of uh, finger pointing mm-hmm. in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. but no, nobody ever takes uh, notice of that finger that's pointed back towards them. Mm-hmm. The rise of any situation, be it a boyfriend-girlfriendship, be it, be it a, a marriage, with the demise of any situation, for the most part, I won't say always, but for the most part, it took two people 
for that situation to demise. When you talk about doing the work, when you talk about self-reflecting, you have to really take a look at yourself and say, okay, um, so-and-so, whatever that name might be, what part did I play in the demise of my situation? Okay. Mm. Because when I when I when I speak about honesty, I'm not just talking about uh within the couple. I'm also talking about the person being honest and being true to themselves. Mm. What mm. part did I play in the demise of my situation? What could I have done better, you know, in order to su- to have sustained or to have had a healthy marriage when or or a healthy relationship? When you do that, okay, and you sit in that truth and you recognize that truth and you own that truth. Okay. At that point, that's when you can move forward. I suggest to everybody before you even get to a point of moving forward, people always talk about like forgiveness, right? But, but, but again, I I feel like oftentimes people leave themselves out of that, out of that um, area. You have to not only forgive the person, for where you feel like the person has wronged you, you also have to forgive yourself for the wrong that you did and the wrong that was experienced. You have to forgive yourself as well. So in order to be able to move forward, and like you said earlier, in keeping uh, with doing self-work, that's a part of the process. You have to forgive yourself. There's, there's so in, in, in other words, uh, Nichelle, there's a lot of different layers um, that people can dive into when it looks when you look at self-reflection and what can I do for myself to prepare myself, not just for uh, a relationship, not just for a marriage, but for life. Okay. You really mm-hmm. have to look at that person in the mirror that's looking back at you and you have to deal with you, you know, and and it, and it's it's best practice if like I said before, if you're honest with yourself, you know, and you go through those different layers and after everything is said and done, forgive yourself. Don't just forgive mm. the people that have hurt you. Forgive yourself too, because you hurt yourself too, because you let yourself down because you knew you could have done better, but you chose not to. A lot of times we do what we do because we're stubborn. You know, can mm. anybody tell me? You got to go through some things in order for somebody to tell me something, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right that's, that's right mm-hmm. you have those attitudes can't nobody tell me nothing yes, well I feel sorry for you you might as well just stay by yourself you know if, if that's your take um, God bless you and your soul right. <laughs> um, Talene, uh, and when, when, when we talk about crowns mm-hmm. you know adjusting your crown to me, a crown represents power. It represents authority. It represents um, dominion. It represents strength. It represents status. Um, why are those things are important as a woman, for a woman? Um, why are those things uh, need to be, I guess, adjusted? Uh, yeah, I think most of the time women... Um, you know, their crown might be tilted a little bit based off of some of the things that we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you allowing yourself to, you know, first of all, not do the introspective checks, as I call them, um, mm. you know, doing those introspective checks and looking at the man in the mirror that Michael Jackson, you know, sang to us for years and years. 
Um, you know, you got to start there. If you want to make a, a better you, you got to make a change. And sometimes we're so set in our ways, you know, as Vanessa said, we can be extremely stubborn and not even realize it. Um, so once you're going through those challenges in life, your your crown can become a bit tilted. You, you may have some issues with uh, self-confidence, self-worth, you know, um, making sure that you have the proper healthy level of self-esteem. You know, all of those things help you to keep the crown straight. Right. Yeah. The introspection, all of those things help you to 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 keep it right. And when you're able to do those things, not just once or twice in your life, but that's something that has to consistently be done. You know, that's a daily thing that you really need to be checking yourself and making sure you're good. You know, are you good in all of those areas? Not just some of them, you know, you know, you might be really janky in a specific area, but you you're guarded and you're 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 defensive about it, you know, and you dare somebody to even say something to you about it. That's just who you are. That's just who I am. You got to accept it. No, I don't. <laughs> for real, for real, you need to make some changes as, as because if not, then you're going to continue to go around in a cycle, go around in a circle, and you're going to keep blaming and becoming the victim, right? Taking on that victimized role instead mm. of really looking at yourself and saying, you know what? When I when I went through my divorce, my last divorce, I said, you know what, Talene, you need to really look at yourself because this is the second time this has happened. Is it something that you're doing now? It may be and it may not be, but to own your stuff. Yeah, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, own when you can your do that. stuff and mm -hmm. say, you know what? I did play a part in that because it's two people in the marriage, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So you can't blame it all on the other person. You have to look at what things you could have done differently to maybe make the situation better. Were you stubborn in some areas? Because, you know, sometimes people are like, okay, well, that's what you're going to do. And I'm just going to go over here and do this then. Because I'm at the end of the day, when people are trying to make sure that they are fulfilled, they feel no matter what it looks like sometimes right. and even if that means going outside of the parameters of what the marriage vows say mm -hmm. and you have to look at that thing and you have to be honest with yourself for real most definitely thank you so much ladies i'm telling you this has been very interesting and it seems like we're just scratching the surface and it's almost time for us to go i can't you stand it <laughs> yeah, we we might have to have a part two on this. Right, a sequel. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Talene, uh, you you said you've been married before. Now mm -hmm. you've been married for seven years. What are the major differences between your previous marriage? in your current marriage? Major, major difference. I mean, we're talking about night and day is in, in reference to people. I mean, age difference. You know, I had a 10-year age difference with my previous husband. Um, you know, my husband currently is a year older than I am. And we just have a lot more in common. You know, a lot of things and stages of our lives that we've already gone through. Um, my previous marriage, you know, he didn't have any children, you know, there were a lot of things that he did not, you know, actually experience that he needed to. Mm. And 
I had already experienced a lot of those things. So I was having to kind of, you know, go backwards a little bit to or watch him go through some things because I chose to marry someone who was younger, a lot younger than I was. Um, You know, we had a lot in common in reference to music. Um, but and that seemed to be our commonplace. But when that was broken, then everything else just fell apart, too. And so it's why it's so important that when you do get married, you you that you're compatible in almost I mean, as much as you can as possible in every area, because that's what I see differently in this marriage. We are compatible in just about every area. Um, and in the things that we may not be, we know how to work through those things you know what I'm saying we're very mature in that and we take ownership of our things and we work on things together um and getting through them or if if a person individually needs to work on something then we allow them the space to do that um and so you know it's a huge huge difference um definitely in a better better place um in my life and in my relationship and finally feeling like for once okay you, i think you got it right this time girl <laughs> awesome so well, it, it sometimes takes some time to get there yeah. you know i i know we make these vows for the rest of our life and then sometimes we get into these marriages and then we feel guilty we feel shame And we try to make something work. We try to fit a puzzle piece together that's just not meant to be together, you know. Um, And in those situations, I do believe it's okay to let go and to say goodbye. I I do know from a Christian perspective, we're often taught, don't you divorce that man for no reason, you know, or don't you, you stay with him. I don't care what he's doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember having... Um, one of them church mothers telling me, you got to get the, the saved and sanctified wife is going to sanctify the, the unsaved and unsanctified husband, you know, according to the scripture. And, you know, I tried, y'all. I tried and I tried and I tried. But eventually I was like, y'all ain't got to live with this. You don't have to be in this household with this foolishness that's going on in this in, in this household. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel I really felt like. um put a lot of work in. But as I began to put more work into myself, I realized, man, this is not what God intended for me. You know, and I felt like at that time I got myself in that situation. So I needed to get myself out that situation um, per advice of my younger sister. You know, Um, she was like, girl, you got yourself in that. You chose that. Now you can make a different decision. Very, very valid statement. I think sometimes people don't realize that they vowed to do something that God didn't even will for their lives. Um, and and if you vowed to do that, that's something that you did. That wasn't God doing that. If he brings something together, I'm not saying that it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that you can see the fruit of your relationship through your marriage when God brings it together Um, and not saying, like I said, that anything is perfect and that you won't have trials and tribulations and isms and schisms because you will. However, comma, but 
You know, you you have to know when you got yourself into it. And that's how I felt about my second marriage. I felt like, oh, my God, you got yourself into this girl. What in the world? Um, you know, hindsight 2020, looking back, if I could talk to my younger self, I would tell her not to do that. You yeah. Know? Why not to do that? You know, because um, the heartache and the pain. But what I will say is that it did prepare me to be able to help others. Mm. So in the midst of all of it, I still turned it around for right. my good, for my right. good, because God, because I am a child of God and I believe in the word of God, mm -hmm. everything works for the good for them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Even my broken marriages is working mm. for somebody else's good. <laughs> Amen. Right. Well and said. you know, I'm, I'm and listening to you, listening to you um speak, uh, Talene, and listening to some of the stuff that uh, Nichelle is saying, mm -hmm. and um just reflecting on some of the things that I've said on tonight, I know uh, um some of the women who are listening to this are probably going to be thinking, man, these this women, these women have been married uh once, twice, three mm -hmm. times. I'm just trying to get married the first time, right? <laughs> so, so, right. so their focus probably really more, and and I believe that's that can lend to another episode, um, Michelle, us talking uh more about the, the the actual marriage piece or the rebuilding piece. But going back to the ladies, I think uh, that are going to be probably tuning in tonight who are trying to figure out how to prepare themselves for the marriage, uh, the first time. Mm -hmm. A lot of what is gonna really have to happen is really gonna have to be with that, with that, with that self, uh, self reflection, that, and that self work, and it, and it's not going to be easy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, but you need to be willing. And then to what uh, Nichelle said a little bit earlier about forever is a long time. Forever is a super long time, and oftentimes. People marry, let's say, earlier in life, you know, again, they have that idealistic, you know, happily ever after, but they don't really realize how long ever after it really is. Mm -hmm. and again, once you say I do, saying I do really should be more of a selfless act, you know. Um, so if you're if you're if you're dating someone and if you find um that you know what's true about you is that you are a selfish person. I would say that you're, you're not ready for marriage. I would say do, do some more, do some more work, do some mm -hmm. more work because marriage is about give and take. It's not going to always be uh, your way. It's mm -hmm. not going to always be one-sided. It's not always about uh, the spoiled misses. Understand? Because it, it's, it's no, gone are the days are happy life, happy wife. Now it's happy house happy spouse. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so now when you when you're looking at the picture from a holistic perspective, it's it's important for both individuals to be happy. Why? Because y'all both have to live um, you know, and coincide together. Y'all y'all want a good marriage. Y'all want it mm -hmm. to be healthy. Y'all want to be able to have fun. Y'all want to be able to laugh. Y'all want to be able to do whatever it is that the two of you have deemed um, what it takes for y'all to be y'all's best selves individually and as a married couple. So again, I, I really do feel like it goes back to just um, doing the work on you. And um, like I said, forgiving yourself for the things that you've done in the past where you have contributed to the demise of any relationship. You've got mm -hmm. to be able to really move beyond that. And so that that's going to require you, um, as Michelle and um, Talene both said, 
dealing with that baggage, sorting through those things, um, and, and preparing yourself to be ready for the next thing. And hopefully the next thing will be the, the better um, situation for you to be in. And can I share a few few points to that in reference to um, the, those that are have never been married? Right? Uh-huh. Um, one, like we said, I, you know, we all need to be healed from our previous relationships, whether you were married or not married. But right. for those that weren't married, right. um, two, you need to know what you want in a partner. Right. Mm. Know what you want in a partner. Um, three, be in pursuit of your purpose. Sometimes we're so focused on wanting to get a partner and sharing life with somebody that we forget that we need to be really focused on ourselves, as we talked about also. Um, stop being the pursuer and be and be pursued. You know, stop looking, wait and wait to be found. I think that's really important sometimes, you know. I guess women's lib or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm old fashioned in that way. I'm not chasing behind no man. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you, if you want to be with me, then yes, you need to pursue me. And as you pursuing me, then we can get to know each other. If that's what I decide that I want to do. Um, don't be so quick to jump into a relationship. Take your time. You know, otherwise you might get a Jack in the box and they're going to jack you up. You know, and you're going to be looking at that box that you thought was a gift and saying, oh, man, this maybe wasn't a gift after all. Um, <laughs> and and, 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 <laughs> and the joke is on them, huh? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> joke is on you. Um, and so you need to have some values, set some mm-hmm. relationship boundaries, have some standards, you know, so that when somebody approaches you, it's not just, oh, whatever, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. No, you need to set some standards and some values and let that person know, hey, I'm not about that. You know, this is what I am about. Um, know who you are and allow your confidence to be your strength, not your heartaches, not you putting your walls up because you didn't been through so much, you know, that that be your defense of blocking out a good man or a man that's wrong for you. Because sometimes we could be so jaded that we block out the good thing that, that may be coming into our lives. Um, if you have children for a lot of single women with children, be sure that you vet that man, please. Mm. Mm-hmm. If he is not worthy, then don't be introducing them to your children. Don't mm. let them around at all because that's because that can never be taken back if it's not right. And it damages your children along the way. Um, and just love yourself. Never stop loving yourself. Always do self-care, whether you're in the relationship with someone or you're not in a relationship with someone, um, self-care needs to always prevail because when you take care of yourself, you can take care of others. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This has been amazing, Talene. We would love to have you back to kind of continue this topic because, like I said before, I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface. If you're willing to come back, we would love to have you to come back so we can dive in just a little bit more on this topic. There there are a few things that I wanted to share, but we actually have no more time. Give, Give us some encouraging words right before we go. Here and I will leave leave the ladies with this today. Um, Self love 
is everything. And if Mm -hmm. you love yourself, others will learn to love you as well, the way you want to be loved. Thank you so much, Vanessa, as well as Michelle, for having me on Plush Me today. It has been my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Talene. We appreciate your time. She also didn't tell you that she was the lead singer for what R&B group? <laughs> the R&B group Atlantic Star. Atlantic Star. So we have a star amongst us, a lady who's been through so much, but is so amazing. And when she said she is a pusher, she definitely is a pusher. And I thank God for bringing her into my life um as a result of her pushing me we have the plush me podcast so um she's an amazing thank you so much thank you so much please follow her and go to her website taleenharris.com that's spelled t-a-l-e-i-n harris h-a-r-r-i-s dot All right, until next time, please let us stop hate, let's motivate, empower, and inspire. Good night, everyone. Good night, ladies. Good night. Now we would like to hear from our listeners. That's right, we would love to hear from you. You can leave us a voicemail and it just might be featured on the show. Please click the link in the description of today's episode. We can't wait to hear from you.